0: Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the Heartwood Culture Podcast on the believe Network. No, me, no, the voice, no, guy. It's me, really, real, villain, real, to Ralph from junior here at your service and. I would just like NBA Youngboy and anybody else who it concerns to know that I do not own the rights to that song. Please don't send nobody after me. There are a lot of people in this world that are about the smoke. And I just want you to know with NBA Youngboy, I am not about it at all. 100%. I was just making a point because, oh, we cash Memphis and we cash Memphis and we cash Memphis and we waited. We were patient. We were also oh patient with that Memphis bet. And we waited until we got them at plus money when Ja was out. As I predicted, they still get the win. And you know, it's it's really not that hard. Like it's people everywhere. They're like, how did the Lakers lose without Ja Morant, no Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark? And it's just like when your star is out. Sometimes it's a lot easier to play as a team. I get, yes, that is an all-star. Yes, that is an incredible player. But the ball kept moving. The Lakers didn't know who was going to take the shot. They really didn't have, it didn't look like they had a game plan at all. It looked like they just thought that they were going to come in and walk over this Memphis team, who is, again, a really, really good home team, never lost back-to-back home games the entire season. And it was, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Like, <laughs> come on, people. The writing was on the wall that Memphis was going to lock this up at 1-1 going back to Los Angeles. And so, what I didn't expect <laughs> is I did not expect the post-game interview. And Dylan Brooks had quite a lot of say, to say about, you know, LeBron and the game. And, well, Dylan, you can tell them better than I can. Uh, you know, any, any there are some people... Lakers are making that run, they get it to 14, you and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say, maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? About I don't that? care, he's old. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, was, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. You um, should have been saying that earlier on, um, but you know, I poked bears. Um I don't respect no one until they come and give me forty. Um so um I pride myself on you know what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. Oh my god <laughs> Hey look, I mean why do people Okay, yes, Dylan Brooks talks too much. He does. But why do people not like this? Like, this is good for the series. This is good for the league. This is absolutely like everybody, you know, there's so many people that you'll see and they'll talk about oh, how boring the NBA is. The NBA is this, the NBA is that the NBA is no fun. This is fun. Like, I get you how you can feel about Dylan Brooks, and he has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but this is fun like trash talk like this, going back and forth like this. This is very, very fun because guess what? Everybody's talking about, oh, LeBron's going to come out there and drop 40 on Dylan Brooks next game. Well, isn't Dylan Brooks going to play at a higher intensity to make sure that Bron doesn't drop 40? Like this is good for the game of basketball. We I, I miss when basketball players just could just come out and say whatever. Now everybody tries to be politically correct. Everybody tries to do this, that, and a third, blah, blah, blah. But just come out and just say what you mean. And at least, the very least, Dylan Brooks is just going to come out and say what he means. And so I don't got a problem with it. I enjoy the back and forth that happens with basketball players. I enjoy the fourth wall being let down and us letting – and players letting us know how they really feel about other players – And so, I mean, people have an issue with it. It's a non-issue for me. If you care that much about this, like you're really, really digging too deep. Like, I think it was fun. I think it was fun. And I think now we're going to see, you know, action on both sides. The Lakers are going to try to pull Dylan Brook, prove Dylan Brooks wrong, and the Grizzlies are going to try to stand up for their guy and be like, No, we're going to make sure that you know Braun doesn't go out there and have one of those games. But he does have a point, people do trash talk in the more convenient times. I will say that you know, hey, MJ always said, You real man can trash talk when score zero zero. It's easy to trash talk when you up, real man can trash talk when score zero zero. So, I I don't have no issue with Braun Trash talking on the court in that situation. I have no i no issue with Dylan Brooks talking after the game. I just think that is fun. Like that is fun for the league. The league, need, it is more fun for us as fans to consume basketball knowing these guys really don't like each other. Like they really don't like each other. Oh, when he swung on him, he really, really did like him. League is so much better than playing that. All right. Enough about things that aren't pertinent to sports betting and gambling. Let's talk about the another great day that we had because we had four plays that we were down on. We cashed three of the four. I already alluded to the first one, Memphis. We got them at plus money. Uh, closer to tip-off, I got them at plus 105. Hopefully somebody else got them at a better price or, you know, somewhere around there. If you did, tell me in that bet. We cashed Memphis 103-93. They win, tie the series going to Los Angeles for game three. Also in that same game, we also had Jared Vanderbilt over five and a half rebounds. Now, I will say, he had one rebound at half, and I was livid. I was absolutely livid because he was getting out rebounded by literally everybody else on the starting lineup. <laughs> everybody else in the starting lineup out rebounded him. And so I was absolutely livid, but I, I forgot what I was doing, but I missed most of that third quarter. And then next thing I look up, he's got like seven rebounds and I'm like, Oh, here we go. He did it. And you know, he was there. That That's what we needed. So over five and a half rebounds. That was that plus money. Uh, some people might have got that at a minus price. I know that it, it shifted. You know, trendsetter. setter here shifted the line by myself. So very, very good bet there. I'm probably going to be back on Vanderbilt for mm, We'll see. Hopefully, If Jaw doesn't play, I'll definitely be on him if Ja's not playing. But I'll see. I'll make my mind up if Ja does play. Because he might end up guarding Ja again like he did in game one. We'll see. So those two hit the under. In that same game, under two twenty seven, I believe that's what the number we got. This number I have written down here. We we cashed that bet under two twenty seven in that game. That was never in doubt. Total comes in at one ninety six, and the lone loser, the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks, under two nineteen. Not even close. Both of the teams combined for over for two hundred and sixty points. With two of the top four scorers in the series out, insane, insane. No Giannis, no Tyler Hero. They both still combined for two sixty. It it wasn't even close. Like, and the thing is that the the total was dropping, dropping. There was sharp movement on the total. It just we just really ate like ate a bunch of L's on that total, but it's fine fun play doesn't go either cat point ladder i'm done with cat so i said it i mean i'm done with them i i just i just can't believe that somebody i if i was as big and as talented as cat i promise you i would try to showcase it every single night every single night and so you know it is what it is it is what it is i just He's so good. And I know that now that I gave up on him, he's going to have a good game next game. But I, I, when I give up on a player, ask anybody that knows me. Ask Mari, ask JK, ask Quiet, ask off, Scott, anybody that knows me. When I give up on a player, I am done. I don't care what situation that player is in. I am not betting that player. I don't bet the Boston Celtics anymore. I don't bet Rudy Gobert. I don't bet Bam Adebayo. There's probably some other people on that list that I don't bet, but those are the top three that are really grinds my gears. Cat has been added to that list. You won't hear me ever bat Cat again. He may be in some good situations, but I'm good. I'm really, really good on him. So three in one day officially, though. So that puts us at nine and one over the last three pods. Hmm, that's all right. Could have been 10-0, but it was all right. It's all right. So let's move on to today's slate and look at some things that... uh, We have three NBA playoff games today. Where do I want to start? Well, let's start here with the topic that everybody's probably talking about tonight. So Sacramento Kings are on the road going to play the Golden State Warriors. Sacramento Kings lead the series 2-0. 240 and a half is the total, minus six is the line for the Golden State Warriors. The biggest news for these two teams on the injury report I guess you can kind of call it an injury report but Draymond Green after stepping on Demonis Sabonis in game two he has been suspended for this game so he will not be playing he is out Andrew Wiggins is questionable with the shoulder injury Jordan Poole is questionable with the an ankle injury Gary Payton the second is questionable with the illness so a couple of questionables on there I kind of expect those guys to play because of you know the do or die-ness that is this game three but for the Kings Sabonis is in with a sternum they really gassed that I, I really don't think it was nothing wrong with him for real for real but I really don't have anything to say about the Tramon stuff. Like, I, I really just hate first take conversations. Like and when I say first take conversations, I just mean like needless debate that you're never. It's all speculative. Like you're not here to hear me speculate on a lot of things. I may have fun with some things, like the Dylan Brooks thing. I just had fun with that earlier because that was fun. But I'm not gonna speculate if Draymond did it on purpose or not. Or like, no, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I can look at it and i can see oh this angle kind of looks like he did on purpose this angle looks like he got tripped up because he was holding on to his leg and he was trying to run up the court and Demonis savonis being the player that he is was trying to slow him down from getting on from aiding the fast break so I don't really care to speculate on what happened. The only two people that know their own intentions of what happened is Sabonis knows Sabonis' intentions, Draymond knows Draymond' intentions. That's all that it really is. I really don't care to talk about anymore, but it does have implications in this game because Draymond Green is out. And so... I've been trying to decide how I want to play this. Because... I do like Golden State. I told myself that I like Golden State to tie the series 2-2 and it would be a, you know, best of three starting game five back in Sacramento. However, I do think this is a lot of points without Draymond Green in the lineup. And I say that because if you watch the game, And you watch Draymond and what he's been able to add defensively to the series. A little bit less in game two, but definitely in game one, he and Kevon Looney did a very, very good job of tag teaming DeMondis Sabonis and keeping him from exploding. Game two, he had 20, but they did a very good job game one. However, what also happened in game one and game two of the series is Draymond is he's really, really good on the pick and roll. Like, he's really, really good defending the pick and roll. He doesn't allow, you know, the guy coming off the screen to get an open look at the basket, to have a free lane and drive. Like, he really kind of helps stop them in their tracks and just gives them that extra second to debate, am I going to try to drive this? Am I going to pull up? Am I passing out of this? What am I doing? And that that defense there has stumbled Sacramento multiple times during this series whereas when Draymond was off the floor and Kevon Looney was defending the pick and roll he was getting cooked and it was resulting in points it was resulting in a fox pull-up jumper it was resulting in a free lane to the basket it was resulting in a drop off to the big and the big being able to score like there was there's so many things like it just was not good and so with Draymond not in the game at all that level of that and just him being able to be a floor general on defense and make sure everybody's in the right spot and just make good defensive plays overall does mean a lot. So that's the defensive side of all. Offensively, I think that we are getting an absolute clinic by the Warriors. In a do-or-die game situation where you have to win, you have to... Let me pull up my... I wonder if there's a trend here. but And I might be able to find it. I might not. We'll see. But in a do-or-die situation where you have to go out here, you have to get a bucket, and you... They got to win this game. If they go down 0-3, it's done. Like, it's effectively done. And nobody's come back from this. And they know that. They know that. Nobody's come come back from being down 0-3 in a series. So, what I am curious about here is I like the over because of what I said about... Because what I said about just trying to get my words together. Because what I said about the defense and without Draymond Green. Because I think the Warriors are going to come back, come back into Chase Center, locked in, ready to go, shooting the right side of the basketball, trying to start off, uh, trying to start strong, trying to keep that momentum going for the rest of the game, and force themselves into a win. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, and so. I really like this over, let me see here if I can, is there, let me see here if I can, can we, all right, I can't, I can't get this working right now, it's all fine. I might be if I find a trend later, I post it because there is an idea of a trend that I have. And I wonder if it is a real trend. But because how many times do you get a team that is down two games in a series and they're laying this many points at home for game three? Typically, if you're down in a series, it's because the other if you're down two games in a series, it's because the other team is clearly better than you. and you there's no way you're laying points. You're more than likely an underdog at home. There's no way you're laying points like that at home. I like, look at the 76 tonight who are up two games and they're still laying points at home. So I'm curious on that aspect. I had to look at look into that later. I'm sorry I didn't have that prepared for you today, but it's not going to change my gut feeling in this. And I kind of like the Warriors. I don't think I want to play the Warriors on the number just because I think six is a lot. So I think I'm about to find another way to play that. But I definitely like the over 240. And so I was kind of debating, was I going to take Golden State team total over or the over 240 and a half, 240? It's It's up 240 and a half now, actually. Let me see, what's Golden State's team total? Golden State's team total is 123 and a half. That's a lot, but I don't think that's not doable. Like, if I think they're getting a 240, I think that Golden State's going to get to 123.5. But there's a possibility that Sacramento just absolutely does win this game, and they put up a whole bunch of points as well. All right, let's just go with 240. So let's go over 240. Yeah, I got 240, so I'm saying 240. 240, that is my first play. I like going to state on the money line. I don't think I like the point. So let's see if we have a player performance double here that I like. The first one up here is Steph eight assist. And I get it. I don't think I want to do it, though. Hmm. Let's see. I think this is a Jordan Poole game. I feel like back home this is a Jordan Poole game, but they don't have any Jordan Poole props out. At least for, let me search for another book and see if I can get, and it's because Jordan is questionable. I think that's really what it is, but it just feels, oh, but Wiggins is very, very enticing. I see Wiggins props. Wiggins props are very, very enticing here as well. Because I think it's all hands on deck to try to secure this win. And I mean, of course, Steph can have a good game. But like 35 and a win plus 225, like that's that's not a good enough price for me. So, all right, we'll pause that one. I may have an ad on there later, but we'll pause that one. Right now, all we got for the game is 240 and a half, 240, 240 and a half over for the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Second play of the day. I mean, guys, I've came come on here and told you this. I feel like you should know what this play is. But we have the Phoenix Suns going to play the Los Angeles Clippers. Suns are laying three and a half on the road. 226 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And campaign is questionable with the back injury. You have... Paul George, still out. He's going to be out for the duration of the series. Campaign, I don't think – let me just go look before I put my foot in my mouth. But I don't think Campaign has played in the series yet. Which also, it could be really, really big if they get him back tonight. Because he's been questionable. Yeah, so he didn't play in game two. I don't think he played in game one either. But I'm just going to double check. Yeah, didn't play in game one. So Campaign hasn't played in the series Now, I'm not saying that campaign is this all-world player that's going to make a huge boat of difference in the series, but what he does do is he does give you one additional scoring off the bench, 10.3 points per game. That's really, really helpful considering they don't have any type of bench production. And he brings you about four and a half assists coming off the bench as well. So it looks like he's questionable. I see doubtful some places as well. But I feel a lot better about this play if campaign does come back because I talked to you. I think I talked about it last time, and I really, really don't like the bench situation for the Phoenix Suns. However, we are laying a short number here at three and a half. Opened up at two, spin bought at three and a half because people are putting money on the Suns, and I don't blame them. Like I said, I think that after game one, that's why we was on the Clippers plus seven and a half. Then I thought after game one, the Suns would kind of run away with this series. It was competitive for about one half of game two. And then the Suns eat easily. Well, not easily, but they started to pull more and more away. And so here. I think that it's the same thing that happened last time and the fact of this is probably a more competitive game in the start but it's going to get to the point where they realize one monty williams has no issue playing devin booker and kevin durant basically the whole way two it's really really hard to guard those two players when they're on the court because kevin durant one-on-one is going to beat every single player that you have maybe not Kawhi leonard but guess what if you put Kawhi leonard on him devin booker is going to probably beat Every other player you have. And so even if you pull a double to Kevin Durant, which they were doing, they were doubling Durant, coming off Booker, and Booker was getting easy, easy baskets. They're offensively. The the Suns were doing pick and rolls, and the Clippers were playing drop coverage on Devin Booker. Devin Booker was making them pay, whether he was shooting a pull up three, pull up jumper, or he was driving to the basket with a full head of steam, getting it, and being able to use his momentum to get to the rim and either get fouled or get the bucket. So I think it's I think it's rather easily here, rather rather easy here for me, guys. Give me the Phoenix Suns minus three and a half. I like I said, I don't I don't think this is going to be a close series. Everybody thinks this is going to seven now. I don't think this is going to seven. I still have Suns in five. And for them to get the gentleman sweep after losing game one, I don't think that the Clippers have defensively the options to cover everybody in the front in the starting unit. And if the Suns bench gets going, because they've been lacking bench production for the past two games, if they get any type of bench production, this game is not even going to be close. It's not. They will probably win by double digits if the bench shows up. So I'm going to trust Monty Williams. I'm going to trust the adjustments. I'm going to trust the better team. I think that this is a low number because they are on the road. You're giving Sacramento a little bit of a home bump when home court really, really doesn't mean that much in the NBA at all. So not Sacramento, but uh, the Clippers. So, Give me the Suns minus three and a half. That is play number two on this slate. Do I want to go for play number three? I thought I was going to get there. I'm probably not. Play number three was going to be the under in the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers game. I, I, I just don't trust Brooklyn to do any type of scoring at all. I think this is going to be a low-scoring series overall. But I have not; I do not have the confidence of where I'm there yet to just go ahead and get down on that under. So, those are really going to be my—I guess you could say—two two and a half plays because I have the over two forty for the Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors. I have the the Phoenix Suns minus three and a half. And I will get down on the double for the Warriors to win. And I really, really want it to be pool, to be honest. But we'll see what happens when it pools announced in and they have and they have his stuff drop. I kind of feel comfortable with Wiggins as well. I think Wiggins gonna have a pretty solid day. I wonder, let me see if I can actually SGP uh Or at least, like, another Gary Payton steals and blocks combined with the win type of parlay. Okay, I can't do it on that book. Let me see if I can do it on this book. And I might get down on this right now because I do like Gary Payton. Defensively, I mean, Wiggins and Payton, honestly— Defensively, I think that they're going to have to step it up a little bit. Like I said, it may not account to po- amounts of points, but it will absolutely show up uh, in some way, shape, or form on the box score in terms of steals. And so, let's go with Wiggins. We went with we went with Peyton last time. Let's go with Wiggins. I think Wiggins really makes himself known in this series. I can play safe or I can go for it. Oh, let's go for it. Let's look at, hold on, one more. Y'all see my process. Like when I get an idea in my head, I just kind of go and just kind of run with it. But looking at Wiggins here, he has one steal last game, four blocks in the game before that. Can I get a steal and blocks combined? Oh, I can't get that on Wiggins in the parlay joint. Man, I would have loved that. All right. I'm not there yet. I don't think I'm there yet. I think we'll be, ooh, Wiggins, no. Wiggins, double-double at 360. All right, interesting. Especially with no Draymond, Wiggins rebounds. What does Wiggins do? That is actually, because Wiggins is a can rebound. Hold on. See what, how long am I on, on on this show? I feel like I've been talking for a while. Oh, we're almost at thirty minutes. This is by far the longest show. All right, hold on, guys. I'm about to finish this off. Let me just get this idea out my head real quick, and I'll decide if I'm getting down on this performance double while we're while I'm recording this. Uh, I know Riggins' game log without Draymond because they're gonna need help on the boards today. All right, let me see here. Let me look at his last few games. He's played without Draymond Green for Golden State. He's got 10 rebounds, six rebounds, three rebounds, seven rebounds, four rebounds, eleven rebounds. All right, it's a little bit out there, but one, two, three. So in the last six, he's got one, two, three, four over six. What is his rebounds prop today? Andrew's wiggle pop is six and a half, so seven. So that's actually three. All right, so that's about 50%. Uh, okay, not not the big edge that I was looking for, but I do think that is a solid play, Wiggins' rebounds. I do think that actually is a really solid play, but I'm not going to take it. All right, I don't play a t- uh, performance double of some sort. Just follow me on Twitter at really real underscore underscore on Twitter. Hardwood Culture Podcast, HW Culture Pod on Twitter, and I will drop that last play. But as of right now, two plays for today: Phoenix Suns minus three and a half, and the over two forty in the Golden State Warriors Sacramento Kings game. Other than that, I have took. This is the longest pod we have. I didn't want these pods to get to thirty minutes, but I was just here rapping, trying to figure stuff out. So if you stuck with me this long, shout out to you, and if not, don't hold it against you. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast just going to end it like this. We are out of here.